So why do we do this? Why do we take this role on? Why do we... You know what? Why do you go to work? Why do you perform and try to perform at the highest level at work? Because you're accountable. And you know that if you don't, you have a choice. You don't have to. You can sit there and not go to work. You can lay around on the couch and eat donuts. You can go, I don't feel like working today. But you know what? The reality is you know that there's consequence coming for that. If you are lazy and don't work, you are not going to get a paycheck. And you're not going to have money to buy the donuts that you're eating on the couch. And your cable TV is going to get shut off. And all of these things that are consequence of you not doing what you need to do. And, the, and there are a lot of days the only reason you're doing it is because you're accountable. You know that if you don't, there's a consequence. Well, for all of us, you know what? Here's the deal. First thing I said at the very beginning is we all have a part. My part. My personal ministry. We are all ministering in some form. We are all going to have to give an account for that ministry. We are all going to stand before Christ and he's going to say... Let's, let's kind of review. What, what's, what's it look like? What's this look like? It is a reality. So, what's, what that does for us is that goes, I, I better be on my game. I better get it done. I better do what I'm supposed to do. I can't afford to just sit here and live in fear and live in laziness or live in, uh, I'm not sure. I got to do what God's asked me to do. I got to do the ministry that he's put in front of me. I've got to tell people that God loves them. I've got to sit there and be sure and certain that I am passing on and I'm being a good ambassador of Christ. I'm being a good representative. My part is to be sure that I know what I'm passing. The first thing you need to do is go, what am I passing? Maybe ask people that love and care about you. What, if you had to say, what am I passing on? What's my personal ministry? What am I passing on? Find out what they'd say. You've got you to gotta know, because you're going to stand one day. It is a reality. Just like we said last week, this life, this body, I'm going to continue on in my spirit. And I'm going to stand before God one day, and he's going to say, Let's look over your life. And in Christ, he's going to say, I'm not counting your sins against you. But what? What did you do? I lavished so much love on you. How did you pass that on? How did you respond? That is our responsibility. And it's not a bad thing. It helps us be the best that we're supposed to do. Be. You know, Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots, one of the things that uh, he's the head coach of the New England Patriots, Super Bowl champion New England Patriots that beat the Seattle Seahawks. Sorry, Scott Hatfield. Um, I know he's hanging his head low. But Bill Belichick, after every game, he, he is known for, they have the video, they have the videotape of all the game. And he's known to be absolutely ruthless in these videotapes because he'll sit there, you know, like Tom Brady, star quarterback, GQ model, 
the whole deal. They said he will absolutely pound at Tom Brady in front of everybody in the meetings. He'll sit there and go, hey, look at, look at the star quarterback. He'll back up the film and go, hey, look at the star quarterback. Yeah, that looks like a star quarterback there. Yeah, that was beautiful. You know, Bill Belichick will rewind the tape and go, whew, what was that? You know, and I tell you that because you know what? Your life is going to be evaluated. And you know what? No one fears accountability that's done their part. That lineman that did his part to the best of his ability isn't worried about that videotape. If you've done your part, you're not going to worry about the accountability part because it will be exciting because it's part of the reward. See, it says in Scripture that in Luke, it says, Jesus says this. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You know what the harvest is? The harvest is reward. It is the reward of all the hard work. And what Jesus is saying is, you know, the harvest is plentiful. There's so much harvest out there, but there's not many that are going to get in there and engage and work at it. There aren't many that are going to get into the pivotal circumstances of someone's life where God's doing his finest work and walk in the mess and bring the harvest home. We need to be people that aren't afraid of that. We need to be people that answer the call and that do what God asks and that run hard after it. You know why? Because I can tell you, for all the people that have stretched themselves and taken the risk and taken the chance, they would say, without a doubt, changed my life. What changed my life? What changed my faith? What strengthened my faith is the times that I got up and, and got out of my comfort zone. It may have been somebody got up and said, you know, gave up, got up here and gave their testimony. They were nervous. They were scared to death. They weren't sure what they were going to say. And then all of a sudden God met them there and they're like, unbelievable, unbelievable. I know Sean Stark, when he gave his testimony, people were going crazy about it. But Sean was shaking before that testimony. But he still, even scared, went through with it. On and on and on again. Chad Sipes gave, his, gave a message here at church one time. He was scared to death. He wanted to back out of that bad boy, the first one, so many times. But after he got done, he's like, when can I do it again? When can I do it again? Because it is... When God meets you, there's nothing better. The last thing on your outline says, Luke 10, 23, it says, Then then Jesus turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. When you are living out your role, your personal ministry, your part, you're going to see things of God that are a privilege to be a part of you are going to get to be a part of some of the coolest moments ever. Some of the messiest moments where God shows up in unbelievable ways. And when you've done that, you're going to go, I I want more. I want more. Because it's that good. It is that good. Next week, we're going to have um, the last in our Ignite series is on public obedience, and we're going to be doing baptisms, okay? Okay. We're going to be in the other gym, 
and we're going to have the hot tub out and ready, and we are going to do baptisms. Baptisms are a beautiful, celebratory moment for this church. It is, it is the symbolic act of the old gone and the new, all of the old being washed away and the new. Baptisms are important. So if you are a follower of Christ and you've never followed through with baptism before, because you just were uncomfortable or were not sure or whatever, come on, talk to Scott Hatfield. He'll be over in the corner. Okay? Come talk to him. We have an opportunity for you to get baptized. If you have been coming to church and, you know, God's been stirring in you and you, and you feel compelled to follow through and make it public, make it official that, you know what, I'm not, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that girl anymore. Christ has done this beautiful thing in me, and I'm receiving his love. And because I'm receiving his love, I want to follow through in baptism. I want everyone to know that I am new. It's a beautiful thing, and we want to be a part of it, and we want to cheer you on. So if that's you, come on over to the corner, and we will talk to you about baptisms. Baptisms next Sunday.